0: Hello, and thank you for joining me on this third Sunday in Lent. Let us begin with the confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, Receive your forgiveness and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Eternal God, your kingdom has broken into our troubled world through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son. Help us to hear your word and obey it, and bring your saving love to fruition in our lives Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear, and come to me. Listen, so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David." See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways, and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. At the very time there were some present who told him about the Galilean, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, They were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and I still find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put some manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, Jesus is continuing his journey to Jerusalem. The crowds continue to follow him and learn from his teaching. In today's Gospel from Luke, some of the people were questioning why some Galileans suffered at the hands of Pontius Pilate and why others did not die. They wondered what these people did to deserve such a horrible death. It was a common practice in those days to assume if you had a physical or mental illness or you died from unnatural causes it was because you were a sinner and had went against God's teachings. If a child was born with a physical ailment or mental disability, then it had to be because the parent had done something sinful. Jesus tells the crowd that this thinking is wrong. No one is better than anyone else, and all people sin. No one sin is greater than another's sin. Sin is sin, and everyone must repent and ask God's forgiveness. Jesus emphasizes what he is saying by telling them a parable of the fig tree. He is trying to explain to the people that God's logic is not like human logic. It would make sense to a farmer that if a tree is not producing, it should be cut down and not take nutrients out of the soil that could be used for healthy trees. But that is not how God looks at this situation. God, who is represented by the servant, says, There is still hope for this fig tree. It needs to be nurtured and treated like a healthy tree. It needs God's love and mercy, and it will thrive. God's forgiveness saves the fig tree, just like we are saved. We are not told how the crowd reacted to what Jesus had said to them that day. People usually want a logical explanation for what has happened. It can be comforting to know that someone died because of something they did wrong. It is comforting because a person can then distance themselves from that sinful behavior and conclude that that same type of death will not happen to them. So to hear Jesus say that everyone sins and no one is saved except through repentance and forgiveness could have been unsettling. The people may have reflected back to Isaiah's words, Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. My ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Maybe Jesus was right. God does not think like a human and no one should question what God has called them to do. Jesus came to save them, and his words must be taken seriously. And so the people continued to follow Jesus, not always comfortable in what he was saying, but confident that their lives depended on him. Doesn't that describe us today? We, too, are not always comfortable in what Jesus is teaching us, but we know we cannot live without Jesus in our lives. We are like the fig tree who finds itself not producing fruit, but deserves a chance to live and receive God's grace so that it can repent and try again. We stumble and come to God for forgiveness, We come here to worship and begin our worship with confession and forgiveness. We are given another chance to bear fruit. Unfortunately, there are still people today who believe that people's suffering is brought on by themselves and their sinful ways. They are quick to point fingers at people for not following God's commandments. They thrive on pointing out other people's failures while pointing out their righteousness. They fail to remember that Jesus came to save all of us. Jesus did not believe one person's sins were greater than another's. We are all sinners, and we all need God's grace and mercy. Isn't that why we are here? Some people say they don't come to church because the people who come to worship are such hypocrites. They come to worship on Sunday and go out and sin on Monday. Well, you bet we do. We are here because we know we are sinners, and we know we need to be here so we can repent and try again to follow Jesus' teachings. Human ways are not always God's ways, but that doesn't mean we don't do good in this world. In our baptism, we are called to proclaim Christ through word and deed, care for others in the world God made, and work for justice and peace. Again, when we affirm our baptism after confirmation classes, We are asked to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. In our baptism, it is our parents who agree to help us learn to do these things. And when our baptism is affirmed, we ask God to help and guide us as we go out to care for God's creation and all who live in God's world. Our world is full of injustice. Our world is full of suffering. Our world is in need of God's mercy. We are the ones who have promised to help. We are Jesus' disciples. What are we doing to help others? The inequality in this world is daunting, but we did something today to help. Those who attended worship were part of our noisy offering and they put money in the offering to help those who suffer from a lack of food. Our money will be turned into life-saving meals. It is hard for us to imagine going to our pantry or refrigerator and having no food, but it is a reality for many. Giving to the ELCA World Hunger Appeal is just one way to help people who are suffering on a daily basis. There are unfair laws passed and uncaring in government leaders who favor certain people and ignore the needs of others. They are as bad as Pontius Pilate, who was a cruel leader, who disregarded the lives of those he served and used his power to exclude people and to watch them die. It is up to us to choose government leaders who care for all people and will treat everyone with dignity. As Jesus said, we are all sinners, and no one is better than anyone else. That is a good reminder as we strive for justice and peace. One of my seminary professors liked to remind us of this by saying, if you draw a line and you are on one side, and all the ones you consider unworthy are on the other side, where will you find Jesus? Well, you'll find Jesus on the other side, because Jesus cares for all people, and so should we. Go out and find ways to strive for peace and justice. Amen. We offer these prayers for the Church, the world, and all who are in need. We pray for the Church around the world in all its forms, for pastors, deacons, bishops, for Church councils, committees, and all lay ministry leaders. Merciful God, receive our prayer for the health of this planet and the well-being of its creatures, for lands impacted by drought and animal habitats threatened by climate change. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For those in positions of civic responsibility, for judges and attorneys called to deliver justice, For community leaders who work for a more equitable society. And be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For those who are tested beyond their strength, for those hospitalized or near death, and for all in need of healing, especially those listed in our bulletin those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For those in this congregation whose faith leads them to proclaim the word of God to those who yearn for comfort and hope. Merciful God, receive our prayer. For those whose earthly journeys have ended, we give thanks. With all the saints, we praise you for forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of a world in need, for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Remember the poor. Thanks be to God.